Welcome to another episode of Insights with Latrice. I'm your host, Latrice Kabuya. I'm so happy about this interview I did. Of course, it's another treat, and it comes in the way of two guests. I have cousins Meredith Atwood and Brianna Belser. And these ladies, let me tell you, are bosses um, in their own right. There's so many things that we talked about from their podcast, you know, which is Peaches Ain't Pete. If you haven't listened, you definitely need to listen, download their podcast. Um, then we talked about facing fears and also what 2020 taught us because there were a lot of lessons last year that um, we're probably operating in this year. There was just so much we talked about. I really think you're going to laugh a lot with this episode. And also, I think there's a lot of takeaways that you'll receive. I'll be back with my insight. I am so excited to actually introduce um, my next two guests. Um, I've had them on last season, and they are both just awesome in their unique own right. And so... I brought them together because they have collaborated and they are doing a project um, together. And it's a podcast called Peaches Ain't Pink. So we're going to get right into that. But let me introduce Brie Belser and Meredith Atwood. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hello. So glad hey. to be here. Yeah, doing well, pretty good. Excited for the new year. Absolutely. Now, Brie, are you Brie or Brianna? Brianna. I go by Brianna. You got to say it country like, hit that A N. Okay, Brianna, because mm -hmm. I can do it now. Listen, okay? Okay, I hear Bri you. I Bri hear you. <laughs> Brianna. Okay, perfect, perfect. So we're, we're about to hit the new year. Are we excited or do we want to stay in 2020? Let me hear y'all. Well. <laughs> uh yeah does anyone want to I'm excited I mean I know it's just a turn of the calendar and it's not really a thing but it's a thing like I'm so glad to I just I feel it okay I'm ready what are you yeah feeling? I don't what am I feeling yeah um I, I us a picture <laughs> I am feeling like the new gear like Every year I feel this way. It's just okay. different because some days it's like, oh, it's a new year. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And this year is like, it's a new year. Who knows what's going to happen, <laughs> but it's still a new year. And okay. I think that's, you know, people want to upplay that and they want to downplay it. Okay. But I do think it's worth upplaying. I think it's great to have a fresh start whenever, whenever you can. Okay. Okay. Brianna, was that good? Come on now. Yeah, that was good. You nailed it. Oh, I'm sorry. I think 2020 is like that, that, that X that you like slummed it with and you're like, let's just pretend it never happened. It's in the deep recesses of my poor decision making. Okay. And I hope to never return to that dark place. So for me, I'm like 2020 can pack it and okay. I'm ready for something new. <laughs> okay. I like that. Okay. Okay. I get it. So ladies, let's talk about this peaches ain't pink. First of all, who came up with this title for your podcast? I love it. And it's so unique and different. Explain it. 
Uh, Brianna, do you want to? We both came up with it. I know that. It was just in a session because we were like, we're Southern. How can we be kind of tawdry with it too? Because, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a a big brainstorm. We wanted to make sure that the title encapsulated the fact that we're coming from this perspective that um, is so parallel in terms of same family, being Southern women, all the things, but also that there are differences here that are fundamentally based in misconception and lack of um, maybe nuance or know-how. So, um, you know, I think it's the, it was a fun brainstorm session that emerged with a title that's that like perfect combo, like sass and realness, which is what we're aiming for. And anytime right. you can use the the peach icon or emoji, you know, you, I'm in. So let's it's a that. little double entendre, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> and if you I, don't know, look it up. <laughs> right, I love it. I love it. You know, because I, of course, I think of peach and I just think of a booty. That's you know. right. Me so, too. Correct. So I was trying to connect. Okay, so my booty ain't pink, but a. Uh, <laughs> Let's see well, what you're going to reveal. <laughs> I mean, I also think it's to this, this Southern culture idea that okay. like, oh, all these girls from the South are sweet. And so it was kind of that too. Like, no, we ain't. Okay. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Okay. So that misconception that you're just sweet and you're going to just take care of your man and cook and clean and just be a good old Southern girl. Right. Oh, right. Lord. We, well, we I think the other that. thing is the first time that Meredith and I ever connected in terms of making content together was doing an interview about um, family, race, and privilege. And that uh, interview had a lot to do with discussing, you know, our different experiences because I'm Black and Meredith is white. And so being able to have some sort of reference to color or perception was important as well as we were thinking about how do we create a title that encapsulates some of the humor and the cheekiness, peach cheeks, you know, um, while while also making sure to keep alive that original sort of spark that made us collaborate. I love it. I love, so, so with this, what are you talking about? What's your aim? Who are your audience? And what's the outcome you're looking for? Well, I think like Bree said, the, the reason we got together was, um, I guess it was March or April. And like she said, we did an Instagram live or a, a podcast um, about race and privilege because it was obviously very loud in the country at that moment. And I realized that Bree's experience growing up in the quote, same family was not the same. And so after that conversation, which I think is one of my top most downloaded um, podcast ever, and people really listened. Yeah. They were like, yeah. whoa, yeah. and it really touched a lot of people. And so I think from there, it just, to me, at least where I sat, it felt like I have this platform. I have this responsibility. I have this know-how to create a podcast. So you want to come and let's go do this thing, whatever it is, just yeah. to keep the mic open. Because I think that's all I know to do in my space of privilege is to keep the mic open. And how can we, you know, talk about things that are hard, yeah. but, you know, to bring an edge to it, that's also kind and funny and a little bit raunchy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to answer your other, which is like, what is our goal? Our podcast is separated into three silos. So the first one is called precision, not perfection. And that's just where we download um, 
you know, different topics that might be incendiary, might be controversial, might be hard to talk about and just get a precise lens on what is vocabulary that you can use? What are tips that you can use in order to unpack these ideas that we're learning about ourselves? The second bucket is glutes and truth. And that's where our peach icon is perfect um, because Meredith is a boss weightlifter and I like to lift as well. Um, And it was just like, let's talk about health and fitness and let's talk about beauty and let's talk about what it means to be women and what it means to be black women or white women or mothers and, and how our bodies are always a topic of conversation and review. And then the last one was called Karens and Queens. And that's really sort of where we get into that nitty gritty racial cultural like dialogues. Um, Karens being that, you know, pejorative uh, that has been used to call out women who weaponize uh, the police in order to keep black people um, in control and then Queens in order to sort of make light and poke fun at or I'm not, not to poke fun, but to celebrate that idea that, you know, we are queens and, and have that fun and humor as we go through darker, rougher topics. And I think part of that, thanks for bringing that up, Brie, but like part of having those three different silos is so we're not always just mired down in race, right? Because I can see that like, it's it's tiring, right? And, and we want to still discuss it but not every episode and I know like Brie and I were like yeah let's talk about glutes let's talk and then it's like okay today is a Karens and Queens episode and we're like (laughs) you know it takes a lot and but yet I'm still that platform is really it's important it's important to talk about so So well and when you say what's our demographic that was your last one I'll, I'll pick up on that one as well like Meredith already has a beautiful powerful platform and I'm a person who I, I don't like my social media is me being a clown and playing with memes um, and so in terms of the demographic a lot of it is just who are the people who already are engaged and plugged in with Meredith and like what perspective can I bring to the table um, as a newcomer and you know I think it becomes you know definitely a confluence of uh, women like millennial women yeah. and I think moms and also just people who are excited by or willing to step up and rise to the occasion of talking about things that might not always be peachy. I like that. I like that. So what's been the feedback? Because I'll tell you, both of you have been on, um, like I said earlier, my podcast and you two are one of the, there's a couple of people, guests that I've had, but I, I always get asked about you guys. Always, you know, um, you two are probably the top two contender. Um, there's two more, about two more, but for the most part, I mean, and it's crazy who ask. It's not just, you know, a woman or a mom or a black woman. I'm getting white men, um, you know, who just want to know and just was just so intrigued by the things that you guys said on my podcast and so um so you know they're always just like oh my god oh my god so so tell me what what's been the feedback for you too with this podcast well I know with our initial episode um a good example I have is a a friend of my mom's so you know mid-60s southern white woman very white (laughs) and so she listened to the original one we did and has listened since and the biggest feedback I've received from her is that she had no idea she said I just had no idea the different experiences and I think that that is so 
true when it comes to my demographic. If we are not putting ourselves out there and, and exposing ourselves to different cultures and experiences and, and people is it's just this closed little world and not understanding the impact and not, and, and not caring to in most places, like your little world's in a perfect box. You don't want, you don't care to understand it. And so that has been the big, biggest feedback I've gotten is people are like, oh, and then they start to care to understand. And so it's a small change, but powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What I would add to that is I think like what I've been told, especially by my friends, um, is they're like Meredith, they're really drawn to Meredith as an example of a person who's able to listen and make them feel heard. And I think that's such a big thing in terms of when you try to talk about difference and you come from the minority, whether it, you know, and I don't mean that just along racial lines, but it's hard to feel like you are being heard or that you have someone's attention. And um, it was interesting, uh, you know, especially one of my best guy friends, he was like, you know, she really is listening and she knows how to pivot or she knows how to adjust. And I think that those examples, you know, living and breathing in real time are encouraging, but also maybe empowering in terms of making a request of like this, can you actually like make this approach or like check this out? So I think Meredith's been a good exemplar. Well, and it's been hard and this is like classic white woman speak, but I mean, you know, every time we were talking, my pits are sweating and I'm like shaking and I'm like, I'm, I am doing this. All. I mean, look at me right now. Look, I'm sweating. I'm talking to my two black friends and I'm sweating. So it's, it's that sense of reality that I know, you know, I don't want to feel this way, but I am. And I know other white women are. And so it's like, how can I be a part of changing that because it's ridiculous I mean Brie is my cousin we have we are very much alike too which is crazy very different experiences so similar. but very alike wow <laughs> isn't that something yeah. and you know we'll kind of move on I just wanted to really plug that because I think it really you it represents so much as you guys um have noted but I just think especially when you're curious and you want to understand some things. Um, like you said, I think Meredith is such a great example of that person who is willing to do the work. And even when it makes her pit sweat and, and it's not comfortable, right? And then there's Brianna who um, who's just like, listen, I'm gonna shoot it straight and this is what it is. And I'm not playing no games with you, you understand? But it all works, right? You, and, and it's all heartfelt. And it's just that connection that I believe um, people are drawn to with, with your podcast. So, so with that said, that means as women, you are that person in real life, right? Um, your people are drawn to you. People are connected to you. So let's just kind of get into that space with you. So you both have totally two different careers, right? And so at this point in juncture of, 2020, um, 2020 has whooped our tail. Let's just be honest, right? What do you feel as a woman, as a career woman, as mom, however you want to direct this, what lessons have you learned in 2020 that you will take into 2021? I love the analogy you used like an X because I, I, listen, right? listen huh okay but you know right 
<laughs> but there, uh, you know, what else? What else have you said? You know what? I've learned this. If nothing else, I know for me, I'm stronger than I thought. And I use that phrase a lot, right? When I'm, you know, helping others. But listen, I'm like, wait a minute, Trace. You, you've endured, you've, you've had losses, but you are stronger than you ever thought possible in this 2020 pandemic. I've had to be strong for my children in, in times. And so what you got for me? I, oh, I, this one is so easy for me. I think, and I'm going to keep it really, really specific. The thing that I will walk away from 2020 is making sure that I have a very clear understanding of how local government works and making sure that I understand what it means to be an active citizen, what it means to be informed, what it means to gather multiple opinions from multiple areas, read the conservative news, read the liberal news, read the stuff that's foreign, and to make sure that as I am existing in a world where I've got voting or I can do lobbying and things like that, that I actually know that I'm participating, responsible and articulate. And I'm sitting here thinking about like snacks, you know? (laughs) But that's what I love, right? Just our authentic self, because I'm like, here I am on the emotional side of things, but I feel you because on the other, in my professional, right, I'm an advocate. And so it allows me to connect with that. But that was not on my radar. So I'm like, I'm glad she went first because she made us sound smart together. And I said, <laughs> what she said. Get about it. <laughs> I'm over here I, just like, I've learned to stay out of the pantry and <laughs> use dumbbells at home. And Bree's like, yeah, it. local government. I'm like that too. I'm like, what she right? I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids and all that. And she's like, listen, what are you watching? What are you reading? I'm like, okay, all right. See, that's why we work. You know, that's why we work. (laughs) This is why we. This is why we work. But you know, one of the things that I realized is how little control I think I have. Okay. Um, or how how little control I have, and and I've learned. Okay, what do I actually control? in the world and not just in a pandemic, the pandemic just revealed the truth, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't, it, it just showed us, oh, you actually don't control that. And the biggest example I have is I was scheduled for a book signing at Union Square, New York City, Barnes and Noble. Any author, this is it. I mean, I was, I could not believe they said yes. <laughs> I could not believe that they had posters and then it shut down. And I did not get to go to Union Square, Barnes and Noble. And I sat there and pouted and cried. Why me? And mm-hmm. that experience showed me that is not a big deal. The world, people are dying. And, mm-hmm. and it made me really understand what mattered and what was important. And I'm still bummed about that. But it, it forced a processing of feelings and expectations and entitlement. It, it forced me to look at it and say, okay, what can I actually control? And that goes back to snacks. <laughs> so that's, that's where I bring that in, snacks. <laughs> well, you know what, Love I, feel it. You there. I feel you there. Cause I've had, I've even called you and said, hey, I, I need some type of plan. And, and I've been doing well, but listen, them snacks start talking to you, right? <laughs> uh, and they got a good, clear voice. So, but <laughs> moving on, um, so I just want to know personally, because, you know, I just be wanting to know, because that's just what I do. What are some of your passions? I, I, I pretty much can't gauge it, but give me some passions that 
people may be surprised that you guys have. Let's go with Bree because she sets the tone so we can sound good after I'm just her. sitting here. I'm like, I, I'm going to let her go. Right. Stuff right. animals like, and crocheting. I'm done. <laughs> um, I'm so passions. Uh, passions. I really love like how, hiking and being outdoors. Um, and I've like bought a pair of roller skates and have been using those. Um, bought them all roller skates. I'm uh, staying with a family and three little girls. So that's good. I like to just try new things. Like let's get some new scabs and things, new scrapes. Um, I'm really big into animation. And so I love Pixar, DreamWorks, um, you know, Miyazaki and things like that. And, and I think for me, where it comes from is just, I'm very good at like getting granular and trying to master something maybe to an obsessive degree. And so the counterpoint then is I have to be a fish out of water. And I'm like, okay, let's do something you know you're gonna be trash at, like roller skates, go girl. Um, or like I'll watch, you know, I'll watch these, you know, foreign films or, or try to just go completely outside of the box. And I'm like, oh, right, you don't know everything. And by everything, you know, like very little. Um, and so I think it's a good sort of way to keep myself from getting a big head and thinking like, oh, I'm doing this. And it's like, what you doing, girl? Like, what are you actually doing? So those are my passions. Okay. Oh my gosh. And that, that right there is the genetic pull because same, you know, I, 10 years ago, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to do triathlon. I have no business doing that, you know, and I do stuff like that all the time. I'm like, let me just start a podcast. No experience in video editing. I can edit that, you know, whatever. And no, no, I can't, but um, that's the same. I love to really start something like the thing now that's in my head is I'm going to make pottery. Like I'm just going to make pots. You should do that. You just wait. You know what I mean? And so we went, mind. To, <laughs> we went to this pottery studio for my birthday and I was serious. Cause I heard you have to like breathe and you got to be one with the clay and I'm sitting down. And I'm like, here we go. And apparently setting the clay you know, the first part is really rough. You're like, no, 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 no. and I mean, but I was into it. I'm like, I could see the pots I was going to be making five years from now and selling and that be in the museums. You know, that's who I am. I just, I just decide I'm going to do something and it's going to be great. And so that's where I'm at now. I've, I've thrown pots once and I'm playing in my pottery studio. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to need me a coffee mug now. Right. 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 What I love about you both that I heard from both of you differently, you are not afraid to try anything. You'll just do it. Once you make it not up afraid in your to mind, fail. you say that again. Not, not being afraid. I'm not afraid to fail. How all. did you get there? I think because I failed so much. I think it's a muscle. I mean, I think it is I a muscle. Say the same exact thing. I mean, wow. I... I look at myself like a live cartoon character. And so when I go through life like a Muppet, I know that my my arms are going to flail and I'm going to be stupid. And if I just approach every situation, like, it's okay, Mary, you're a Muppet. Muppets do the best they can with pottery. You know, then it's, it's easier to accept when you don't do so great. And I'm fine with it. You're fine. Totally. So, so tell me this, ladies. Did you grow into that or that's just part of y'all's DNA, you know, because so many people don't do things because of fear, their, their, their fear of failure, right? And even well, though- I think that I can caveat that. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. I, I was no. just going to say, I think I can caveat that too. I am not scared of failing when it's not my dream. When it's like my dream, like in the stakes are really high, I'm very fearful, but I go forward anyway. So it's, I think I'm kind of making a joke out of it to a degree. So I feel the fear, but I think where Bree and I, I think where the genetics may come in or, or just the work is we go forward anyway. Okay. Okay. And so what would you tell someone listening, especially that mom? Cause I have a lot of, um, millennials, but then I have a lot of middle age women who have families, right. Who've put their life career dreams on hold because of family, not really, they're just scared, you know, because you can still do it all. Um, so what would you say to someone who's listening that is just kind of in it stuck, if you will? Well, and I don't want to talk over Brianna, because I don't know if you, I, I kind of want to rewind and ask you, like, do you feel the same way about failure before? Because I'm like, we just feel this way. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, if I disagreed, I'd have been like, actually, yeah, I think. Um, but no, I totally agree. I think that it's not it's not a an obstacle or an inhibitor. Like, I course feel fear I'm not like dead you know what I mean but it's not something where I'm like because I'm scared I will therefore not um I've also learned like no pain lasts forever so I'm like oh. this might hurt now but it won't hurt forever so oh I, I like that and we can't be afraid of pain right, and right. I think yeah that, yeah that's huge oh that's yeah. good. I, go ahead I also think everything that I've gone for whether I won loss or not um actually has never like none of the struggles and difficulties and hardships stung as much as the things that I chickened out of. Um, and so I learned, I'm like, we're just going to do it then. <laughs> Cause I would rather have very few woulda, shoulda, couldas on my list and on more failures than to have a long list of, uh, you know, hypothetically I could have one day, um, and have no experiences to go off of. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about this. Um, what would you tell, and we hear this all the time, your 16-year-old self, knowing what you know now, knowing your success, your failures, what would you say, hey, Meredith, you're 16. Listen, let me tell you this, girl. Hey, Brianna, what, what, what are you telling me at 16? I'd make a list of the guys not to talk to. Hello. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think if I really had a chance to go back and talk to my 16 year old self, I would say you really need to enjoy this moment because sitting here at 41, I can see it so clearly now that, you know, quote, it's only going to get worse. And I don't mean that in a way, like it's only going to get worse, but like, we're only promised right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to look like I did in my twenties again ever, no matter how hard I look at as a parent. And so I would tell myself to enjoy every moment because I wasted so much. I wasted so much time wanting to get to the future. And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could go back there and enjoy it. Okay. What about, so I'm, I'm of a similar mind. I think mine would be to tell myself to have more fun. Um, I had a good time, but I think I was really serious uh, and intense, maybe about things in a way that allowed me to achieve I'm sure but also wasn't like the funnest <laughs> okay. so 
um, I definitely could have like just taken those breaks and made the most of them as opposed to them being guilt-filled breaks where I'm like, but I could be doing this and I should be. Well, let me just do 10 minutes, or, you know, so tone down. So do you feel type guilty a. sometimes when you um, take those breaks or is it easier now to take those breaks? Because I'm going to tell you what's so interesting and this is not going to make any sense. So don't even question me on it. Don't text me. Don't do nothing. Both of you remind me of my middle daughter, Leah, that I think both of you've met, right? Who I say is smarter than me, okay? More mature than me, right? So when I both, when I interacted with you both individually, I met Meredith first, I was like, they're probably not going to talk to me because I'm so immature, and I'm, I, you know, <laughs> they're using words. I'm going to have to look up later. Let me just write it down, sketch, you know. <laughs> so, but Leia's like that too. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh, please, Leia. Um, oh, please, Leia. Um, let me go look something up. So my thing is, um, I know that she's always boom, 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 boom. So when you brought that up, is it hard to relax? Is it hard to chill? Is it hard to, to just kind of be like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. I know for me, and I know Brianna has to go. So if you got to, if you got to bounce, breathe, (laughs) I'll just sit here and talk to trees. Um, But like, for me, I just, I have to plan fun and how unfun is planning fun. Oh, okay. But I have, I have to do that. I have to make, and I hope make my children hold me accountable. Like, did you have fun today, mom? And I'm like, I'm trying. They're like, here, let's do a puzzle. I'm like, that's not fun. (laughs) You know, I'm just not fun. Okay. I have to plan them. Um, I have to rest. And Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Don't let me cut you. No, no. I mean, no, I'm done. (laughs) Well, I think, um, you know, before I sign off, mine is, I always am like, does this move the needle? Um, so maybe too utilitarian where I'm like, how does this get me to the next step? Um, and sometimes I just need to calm down and be like, rest is healthy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I don't feel guilty about having fun. I'm just always like, Ooh, you got two more hours and you thought you had, you could do two more things. Um, and, and just striking that balance of what does it mean to be productive and when does being productive become unhealthy? Okay. So, so. once pandemic's over, Go ahead, come and KC, and I'm going to show you <laughs> another level. <laughs> of, I'll hold you to that. Of unproductivity and all that good stuff. All right, darling, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Take care. Thank you for having me. We're going to still talk. <laughs> yes. So, Meredith, since I have you still, let, I have two more questions for you. And, um, as my listening audience, I'm sure it's just being blessed by everything that you and Bree say, because you guys are just amazing. What's next for you? What's next on the horizon for Meredith Atwood? You know, so here's the funny story. <laughs> it's actually not funny. Um, like a few years ago, I had a, a great community online and I really was, and, and anyone that knows me online is like, oh, well, she's very authentic and she's very open, right? I used to be more so, if you can believe it. I used to really share my day-to-day life. I used to um, just, I was just an open book. And I had a a breakup in a a business and it just caused me to shut down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I still did the things, but I wasn't as open. And I sort of stopped loving on my 
online audience as much. I, I just didn't do it. And so what's next for me is I really had to put myself out there and I created this new online community that's exclusively mine. Um, it's not on Facebook or Instagram and it's me being open and heart spaced and loving to people again. And that may not seem like a big deal, but it's a huge deal because the resistance that started when I began creating it a couple months ago was so loud. It was like, who are you to, to do this? You can't help people. They don't care. You don't have any experience. Like the internal voice yeah. that went with me, um, you're, nobody cares. That's always my voice. Nobody cares. Um, to, to go forward and to launch this, which I did on Christmas and oh, it's wow. open and available. Um, that has been the big thing. And so my 2021 is about recentering my heart space and being more giving and generous because I think you asked a couple of questions back and then we, we sidetracked is like, what would I tell people who feel stuck? And the main thing that I am about is I have been in some really, really dark places. Um, I'm five years sober. So I drank like a fish for 20 years and um, I've had all sorts of darkness. And so I understand how suffering plays into our lives. I really get that. And I see people and I feel it. Like I just, I know. And so part of what my mission is to help people get unstuck is to like come to a place where we can talk about our suffering. We can talk about the ways that we're perpetuating our own suffering. Wow. That we're standing in our own way. And so that, that's what I'm up to. <laughs> How can someone um, get in on this? Because I think for women, especially we need that community. We need that vulnerability because I, you said something key. You're, you're going back into this heart space. And one of the biggest things I think also that causes failure is we don't like rejection. And so, right. you know, a lot of times when you're vulnerable, there's going to be some rejection of some sort and that can just wound. I know for me, that's an area, you know? And so I know people need this and want this. So how can they get plugged into this, yeah. this passion project is what it sounds And you're like. so right. You're so right. It is the fear of rejection. And I'll tell you what made me brave enough and strong enough to move forward was when I said Black Lives Matter and many of my white audience rejected that. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. I actually don't care about that kind of rejection. So let me take that one step further. If they reject me, do I care about that? Like it was this whole 2020 package that became very real for me and, and allowed me to go, oh, rejection isn't actually about me. Mm. It's not actually about me. It's about the other person and that what the other person thinks of me is none of my business, right? Yeah. So um, that, that was the big step forward, really. And so you can join the community. If you can find me on Instagram, I'm swim, bike, mom. And just go to my link in bio. There's a link there to join and you, you request. And I do have to put a caveat that um, I'm not letting everyone in, but that's only really to keep out a few specific people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, if I, I will let you in, except if you're like on my list of 10 people who don't get to be in my life anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it really is an inclusive community and I run my communities very 
um, safely. I don't allow any BS. Like I just don't, I just take the cane and, and pull you off the stage if you're, if you're doing it wrong. So. And that's so important because when you build your community, you have to build it, um, intentional and you have to build it with you in mind. A lot of times it has to be safe for me too, right? Or I'm not going to want to run it. (laughs) Right. We build communities based on people, like how they feel. And we sometimes forget to think about how we feel, right? And so that's why we allow so much because we're always considering everyone else. And we haven't been taught how to take care of ourselves first before we even consider taking care of anyone else, including our kids, our husband, our friends, our mom and dad. And I had to learn that also in 2020. Therese, mm-hmm. take care of you because no one's going to take care of you like you. I may have that amazing husband, but he still can take care of you like Trees can take care of you. You know what I'm saying? And so um, so that's important. Um, one last question before we end this amazing interview that I knew would happen. You know, I always like an insight at the end from my guest. Um, and it can be anything, but just something that will encourage that person that's listening. Um, what I have found in, in my podcast and anything that I do where I have a platform, I get um, people that will give me feedback. You know, I was in the middle of a decision or I was on the brink of depression or this or that. And so I, I, I don't play or I don't take this lightly, um, the message that we have and um, that we give to the audience. So what is that one thing or a couple of things that you would like to say to someone, a mom, a daughter, a person? Yeah, I think there's a time and a place to look at the mountain you have to climb. And I think the day to day, you don't look at the mountain. And what I mean by that is when you, you, you know, let your body go or you, you're in a relationship that you're like, how did I get here? Or you have something that's so big that you need to change. If you're looking at the mountain, it's too big. And so I like to encourage people to take the smallest thing and to ask yourself, how can you make yourself proud today? And that simple thing is often, Hey, I made myself proud because I went for a 10 minute walk and I drank my water. And you know what, if you go for a 10 minute walk every day for a year and drink your water, your life will be different. And you weren't looking at the big mountain that you had to climb, but it will be different. And so I like to encourage people to take something small and to focus on that. Uh And my story is a 10 year journey of just that one foot in front of the other that it changed everything for me. And if I had started 10 years ago and I said, hey, you're going to write these books and do these Ironman and create these communities and get sober, I'd have been like, I'm not climbing that mountain. No, yeah, (laughs) that sounds hard. Yeah, but I really did take it one step at a time. And and I think that's that's the best advice I've got. I love that advice. And that's some really good advice. Um, And I had just posted something like last week talking about celebrate the small wins right? Don't just wait for that big, huge win or goal, but the small wins will get you to that big goal eventually. So just take it 
one step at a time. And so I love that. So once again, I appreciate you coming on and sharing wisdom and just being vulnerable to our listening audience. Um, I know that you've impacted lives from this, once again, podcast. And I appreciate you, girl. You know, I love you. Thank and you. So I love you too. I thank you so much. Wasn't that just a fun episode with those two ladies? As much as we laugh, there were some great wisdom being released in between the laughs as well. Here's my insight. Live life to the fullest. Even if you might fail, you might also succeed. These women represent how you cannot let fear be your factor, but you have to overcome and make boss moves. We all are equipped. We all have the power to be successful. We just have to believe it and then do it. Just like these ladies who are impacting lives in their own right. So just do it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Insights with Latrice, where we talk about real life, we talk about the real you, and we talk real good. Until next time.